Blog Talk Radio. Land. Across the land, divide, 
Divided we fall. Divided we fall. United we stand. United we stand. Think about greatness. Think about greatness. Your history. Your history. Without my people. Without my people. Where would my people? 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 I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010. Our host for this evening is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. We're glad that you joined us this evening. We have an exciting show. We want to first of all thank our guests from last week, uh, the clerk of the circuit court, Miss Dorothy Brown was with us. What a wonderful interview that we had with her. How how candid uh, interview for an elected official. You can listen to that show and all of our shows right in our archives on Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. We've uh, Ron and I have hosted this show for uh, a little over two years now, and uh, it's been an exciting adventure. And we have reached out uh, across the nation to uh, many organizations and many individuals and many businesses and have have had some great dialogues. But, uh, of course, as we do that, we don't want to fail to take care of our own backyard either. Now, also on last week's show was Princess Zendaba Orende, okay, from Zambia. And that we also want to thank her for joining us, and that was a great interview as well. I think what stood out in my mind the most uh, about that interview and we certainly want to reach out to her again, was the fact that she uh, informed us that Zambia has the largest supply of copper in the world, the largest copper mines in the world, but not one Zambian has ownership in those uh, copper mines. So that was – and. Probably, if we look a little closer, and I'm not going to say for sure, we will find that repeated in the mother country. But we would like to have her back to uh, engage further in uh, dialogue about that particular fact and that particular interest. Now, the princess, as we call her, the princess is going to be running for what we call uh, a congressional office was comparable to a congressional office here in America, and she's going to be doing that 2016. She does live uh, and work in the United States at this time uh, for an online university, which she was very excited about because it was one of her goals to incorporate education in her country, and her present position permits her to do that. On our show tonight, uh, we have three guests. We have we have a full plate tonight. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Our first guest, we're expecting him, is Mr. Norman Bolden, who is the owner of Norman's Bristow and Room 43 here in the Hyde Park, Bronzeville area, area, but serving Chicago land. 
And I know that Ron Carter, I have a, had a conversation a couple of weeks ago uh, about the lack of entertainment, quality entertainment and dining establishments on the south side of the city. And Ryan mentioned that if you look at the advertisement going out, there is um, most of the, the events that you see, the uh, musical events and that type of thing are not located in our community. And we can talk to Mr. Bolden about that a little bit more when he arrives. Now, also joining us, we're expecting Derek Price. Now, Derek wears so many hats, I get confused as to what Derek is doing. But I know that for more than a couple of decades, he has been a strong advocate of the black dollar and working in, in that aspect. Also, he chartered a whole flight, a whole plane to Ghana, and maybe he can talk about that when he arrives later on. Now, uh, later in the show, and that's not all, later in the show, we're expecting the president and CEO of the Southside Community Federal Credit Union to join us. And he's going to specifically talk about small microloans from $5,000 to $35,000 for small businesses, uh, startup and established businesses. He's going to talk about that program and give us some information on that. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Opening us up at the top of the show was I Love My People, and that was over by William King of Just Us Arts. You can visit their organization at www.justusarts.org. Our call-in number this evening is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. And uh, we want you to call in with your questions and um, comments, okay? And uh, let's welcome our host, Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street District, Chicago, and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal to the show. Ron, how are you this evening? Hi, Sonia. I'm fine and uh, doing great and moving forward, staying focused, all those good things. How about yourself this evening? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm looking for my studio <laughs> to come up, but I'm just going on. I'm just going on. You know, we did well, you know, we do, have, we do have a little static in your voice. I'm, I'm hoping that I'm here. I'm heard very clearly, but you do have a little uh, interruptions in your voice. I know that I'm not on the computer now to go communicate with you directly, but, yes, there's a little static, but uh, you're still coming in, though. It it should balance out. Uh, that's because the studio was going through its changes and doing what it wants to do. You know, we think we run things. Well, I don't think we run anything. <laughs> All of it just runs us, and we just kind of fit into it somewhere, you know. But they don't let Are you calling this something people. like the metrics where we think that we're doing something and we're actually not? Are you saying that it's all the dream or something? What was going on here? What are you talking about? We don't control uh, Yeah, I think it's all a dream. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but uh, that's okay. We just we just get in where we fit in, and we and you keep on. You know, we do it eighty or ninety years. If it's a dream, then it's a long term dream. You know, I'm looking for the long term myself. Uh, so if, if it's a dream, then it's okay with me. We just keep on doing, you know, doing what we're doing, and that's okay. But uh, waiting for our guests to show up. Uh, you're punctual, and that's good. I'm punctual, and that's good. Um, but you know. Uh, 
all three of those are very important uh, people in the community and the things that they do. And all of them have, you know, Norman's over there running his Bristow and his uh, Room 43. Don't tell him what he's doing because you just never know. I mean, he's got all these businesses. You don't know what he's what happens and what comes up because you know things will happen. But we will check with him and call in to him too when we take a break. And, uh, you know, Derek wears all those 50 hats. I can never tell what it is Derek is doing until I see him uh, opening up banks and flying planes, and I really don't know what he's doing now, <laughs> but uh, we hope that we'll have time to find out, and of course, we're expecting Mr. Brown, and uh, a lot of people don't know about that, that credit union over there. Uh, you can almost miss it, but it's right there. Once you get in, it looks much larger than you think it's going to look in there, but it's right there, 51, 5401 South Wentworth, uh, and that shopping plaza off of 55th and State Street. Is that Wentworth? Off of 55th and Wentworth. So it's between Wentworth and State in the shopping mall over there. And uh, we certainly want to be sure that we get that information out. So, Ron, give us an update. Tell us what's going on with you, Mr. Carter. Well, we're still uh, working on producing the next issue of South Street Journal that has been on a delay, but there's a lot of good things that are uh, focused in it. Um, there's some uh, issues from, um, what would you call it, uh, loose squares to Black Wall Street. Uh, as we see grown men uh, selling um, loose uh, squares or cigarettes in front of stores that they should be operating. And uh, another issue that someone came up to me about is about this city sticker uh, stereotype where the new city stickers for the cars, uh, the city claims that the design represented uh, gang signs. So the city clerk uh, pulled those um, city stickers, and as they did so, they came up with a new city sticker of superheroes representing um, the firefighters, the police, and the paramedics, but one of the callers came up and raised the issue to me that that does not represent a true reflection of Chicago because there's no blacks in that city sticker. So then again, what that did is prompt another story is the black community represented employment-wise regarding the police, fire, and paramedics. And also, you know, we, I went to the uh, the, the uh, ceremony representing uh, Soul Train, which was uh, last night at the uh, Chicago Broadcast Museum. There was a host of people there from, oh, Jesse Jackson to uh, Herb Kent. Uh, Mel- uh, Melody Spann was there. Uh, a lot of the good guys was there talking about the the historical ups and downs of Don Cornelius. Uh, they did share some real uh, personal stories. Um, Mary D., she talked about it. She bragged on herself being 75 years of age, the same age of Don Cornelius. So they did have some very uh, personal uh, encounters and friendship. And a lot of times they did stress that Don Cornelius 
how can I put it? Uh, uh, kind of not at please of the growth or the recognition of Soul Train. But as we can tell, um, there was dancing all over the streets of the United States uh, saluting uh, Soul Train. So we're going into in depth in the next issue of, about Soul Train uh, and Don uh, Cornelius, as well as we're going to be pinning on this economic agenda of the Gary city of Gary with their new mayor. Matter of fact, the first black female and the first male, I mean female, uh, elected official or mayor of the city of Gary. So there is some questions regarding the new uh, uh, mayor and her task to have the third airport in the city of Gary. So naturally we're going to have an update on what's happening with uh, Black Wall Street. Uh, There is a salute to black history. So this here particular issue is filled with information and some good unzips too. That means that uh, we have to let out our gossip thing as well regarding uh, what's going on here in Chicago. So we're looking forward to uh, getting this paper out, and uh, I am sure that upon doing so, the general public will be pleased, and we'll have to be like uh, uh, the, mm, well, I said Kim Kendricks. You know, he put out a hit, and as soon as he put out the hit, the next hit uh, is just as good as the first. So that's the trail that we're on, and naturally, we're going to have an, uh, um, a cover story on the proud and the privilege, which Chicago's Black Business Network is taking the lead to bring Hollywood to 43rd Street. How you feel about that, Miss Sonia Perdue? Well, I got my work cut out for me, but it's an uh, exciting experience. You listen to Black Wall Street USA, that's Ron Carter, our host, that you hear speaking there, and I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue. Well, it's uh, it's going to be uh, exciting, uh, Ron. It's getting more and more exciting, and we should be putting out some more information in the beginning of of the week on that. We did do a show with the cast this Monday on CBN Business, CBBN Business Journals. We have a new segment on Chicago's Black Business Network, which is called CBBN Business Journals where uh, I host that particular uh, segment and we interview business owners from around the country. Uh, We interviewed uh, John and Liz from Canada last week. We talked to Ms. Vicki Hawkins. Uh, They're photographers. We talked to Ms. Vicki Hawkins down in Florida who spent 18 years in uh, federal penitentiary for selling crack cocaine and now she's a publisher she's the owner of a publishing uh, company and we've talked to uh, a technology expert, a few technology experts, learned a lot speaking with them so Proud and Privilege Monday was part of that uh, series and it it was great some of the cast members who will be there Pierre uh, Reed was with us who was in uh, Save the Last Dance and Barbershop 2, and uh, 
we look forward to meeting him. Brandis was with us. Uh, she has a long history of theater in Chicago and starting off with the Chicago's Children Choir and uh, has done some of her own productions and has been in a lot of shows. Now, uh, Sherelle Duncan was also on that show with us, and she's appeared in TV sitcoms, ER, Allie McBeal, The Wayne Brothers, Martin, Jamie Foxx Show, Love Jones. She was in Love Jones, as a matter of fact. Uh, Emma Young, who is a creative writer, creative writer and one of the uh, creators of that show, she was also with us, which which uh, she has a long history of theater and TV and movie history in the city of Chicago. So it's going to be uh, quite exciting. It's just gearing up. It, it, is, it is just gearing up. Uh, she wrote, co-wrote a movie called Up Against the Wall, which starred uh, Marla Gibbs, Stoney Jackson, and Ron O'Neill uh, back some time. She also founded the Black Screenwriters Association, which is based in Chicago. So this is really uh, Hollywood in Chicago. We're uh, we're taking the steps to to make it happen. And Lisa, Lisa Calluetti is who is the uh, founder, a creator, and writer of the Proud and Privileged. And just to let you know what the Proud and Privileged is, it's uh, African American anytime drama uh, soap opera, and it's based in Jackson Heights, Illinois. So you'll see our promos going out asking, do you know where Jackson Heights, Illinois is? And you ask somebody, no, they look all confused because they're thinking that it's a real suburb. So, But it is, you know. Uh, Jackson Heights, is J-A-X-S-O-N, is a, a suburb of Chicago for the rich and the famous uh, African Americans, highly educated, uh, law degrees, district attorneys, and uh, it's got all the makings of a soap opera. So that's going to be very, very exciting. We're going to have a red carpet, so we want you to uh, put on your best. Come on out. We're going to ask you, uh, as you walk down the red carpet, step in front of the camera, who is your favorite actress, actor, what's your favorite movie or TV show, and then we'll ask you to tell a little bit about yourself, and we're going to be filming that that evening. Uh, we're going to have some decadent uh, refreshments. Uh, Chef Rob Kelly is bringing us some gumbo. So we're going to oh, have wow. a really, really great time. That gumbo was great. You remember that, don't you, Ron? That was some good oh, yeah, gumbo. Did I you sure get some? Oh, okay. I sure do. Yeah, well, no, that's going to be, um, I think, as we uh, promote it and we get the uh, people aware of it, I believe that Chicago Land is going to be very proud of this type of production. And as we take part of it, and I also talk to the producer, Lisa, where we want to tell a highlight on, on a regular basis of the TV program as well. Um, and talk about some of those people that are stars of it that are what do we call them, people you love to hate type of uh, characters. So we're going to be looking forward to putting those people in the paper as well. So you're going to have a little soap opera gossip update. Oh, yeah, we're going to, uh, yeah, we're going to do some (laughs) gossiping about the people that are, in Jackson, uh, what we call it, Jacksonville, uh, uh, yes. Illinois. Jackson Heights, Jackson, Jackson Heights, Illinois. Illinois. Matter of fact, I don't know mm-hmm. how we're going to. We're going to kick it off when we put it together. I don't know if it's going to be called the Proud and the Privilege or Jackson Heights, 
Illinois. Uh, matter of fact, it probably would be a byline. It's proud and privileged in Jackson Heights, Illinois. So I'm looking forward to us uh, taking part of uh, putting that in the paper and also of the uh, event, which I like to call Hollywood on 43rd Street of the Black Wall Street District. So, yes, that's looking good, and uh, I think Chicago is going to be, as we say, the proud and privileged as well to have that um, program kicking off here in Chicago. Wonderful. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Ron Carter, chairman of the Black Wall Street District here in Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. Now, uh, we're also going to have uh, going to have music, and uh, we're going to have uh, we're going to just have a, just going to have a lot of fun. But we do want you to dress up like your favorite actor and actress. It's just a, it's just going to be a good time and a little bit different and a, a little change for you. So it, it's going to be something very exciting. You can view the webisodes. They have about eight or nine webisodes out now, and you can view the webisodes. They're getting ready for the the uh, filming of their first season, and uh, we're exciting. We're excited to be a part of that. Now, uh, they're also going to let you know that evening uh, how you can apply to be an extra in the Proud and Privileged during that first season, and also how you can have product placement and one product placement. And one of the things, you know, in talking to somebody, I asked, you know, well, wouldn't you like to have uh, one of the actors? or actors wearing your design or your hat or your jewelry or something like that? Or uh, what about having your, your your novel laying on the table or in the hands of one of the actors as they're saying their lines? And uh, on the show Monday, we were talking about that. How many opportunities do we get to, to do that, uh, to have our products uh, out of our Chicago community? Uh, African-American community placed in scenes in that way. That's a rarity. We don't have those opportunities. Those opportunities are not, unless you know something different than I do, Ron, are usually not discussed with us. We are not usually called upon to participate in that type of thing, but now we are. Here we go. Yeah, and it's definitely a a rarity uh, for Chicago and especially given all the great talent that just that, that comes out of Chicago, uh, we have a host of uh, entertainers. Uh, but now bringing the proud and privilege here, we're going to uh, basically, as uh, we stated, uh, Hollywood on 43rd Street, uh, putting it out for the folks. And uh, I have an idea of what actor I'm going to come as. <laughs> I have a you're good not, idea. I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I think I can pass for it, uh, but uh, I will see. You know, you got to be real uh, sharp at it when it comes to uh, Chicago folks because we got a critical eye for those that fake. So if you're going to fake, you got to fake it good, you know. Well, don't tell because I want to be surprised. I want to see this. I didn't know you had that you had in mind what you was gonna do. But I, don't tell me. I just want. I just want to be surprised or shocked. Or yeah. <laughs> uh, are you going to come as your favorite uh, or uh, or an actor, that actress that you think that you can pass for? 
mind in mind, or are you just going to be a viewer and just be working the floor like you normally do, or are you going to participate in that uh, masquerade as well? I am my favorite actress. <laughs> I'm going to act all you're by skating. myself. You're skating. <laughs> you're skating off the subject. That's what you're doing. You're skating off the subject. That's okay. That's all right. But I'm going to do my role. And if don't nobody notice who I look like, then I won't feel like that person anyway. Uh, well, I'm going to be working like a dog. I don't know who I'm going to be by the time it's over. I might be all of it. I don't know who it is, but uh, that's okay. I, You know, uh, I would love, I, you know, after it's over, uh, to stand back and take a, a, a deep breath and just and smile about it because I think it's just going to be a very, very great time. I think we're going to have a great time with it. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA, and our host is Ryan Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street District, Chicago, publisher and editor at the South Street Journal. I'm Sonya Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Well, my studio is up, and I want to go and take a break. Let's take a break, chairman, and we'll be right back. Okay, we'll do. Thank you. 
Back and you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street District Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book One, 2010, and Mr. Carter's co-host for this episode. Stepping out on faith, that's who you were listening to, Shanice Hill-Sullivan, and uh, she's one of our uh, network members, and you can visit her website at www.shanice, S-H-U-N-I-C-E, Hill-Sullivan, and uh, that's a great song. I just listened to that today. That is a great song, Stepping Out on Faith. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is not open tonight. I'm working toward that. And... uh, we're going to get that open so that you can leave your uh, company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. We're going to bring the chairman back, and tonight uh, we're going to bring uh, somebody who's on the uh, front line of entertainment and dining here in Chicago, Mr. Norman Bolden, owner of Norman's Bristow and Room 43, the services the High Park and Bronzeville areas, and the city of Chicago. Took a look at his website. His website looks fabulous, fabulous. Welcome to the show, uh, Norman. Welcome back, Chairman. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, Norman, it's a a pleasure having you on. Um, We have um, known each other for a while, going back a little ways, uh, and I have to commend your vision of what you have contributed to not only 43rd Street, but for the proud interest of just being your entrepreneur driving self to have such a fabulous not only restaurant, uh, but also room 40, uh, 43. 
what gave you that vision and that drive? I do know that there was some uh, overlay political uh, what could we call it? BS that you have to go through to get where Turbulent. you are? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was some real low-down type of stuff. I can't, I have to uh, make that known. Uh, but in spite of all of that that you went through, and I have to admit that I know some real entrenched uh, deception of stopping a, a a a black businessman for contributing so much that you have done to the community, and in spite of all of that, what catch what kept you focused to have the results of what you have there for the Third Street? You know, I would um, I would have to pr- primarily say um, the just the the will to maintain my father's legacy. Um, what is now Room 43 uh, from the latter part of the 50s um, till the uh, late 80s was my father's TV repair and record shop. Mm-hmm. And it was that, that one day that my father, standing in front of that shop, said to me, I won't see it, but you will. The area's going to change, and don't you sell. Mm-hmm. Well, that was That's the right. emphasis for the drive. Okay. Well, so he knew what uh, he had started for you, and you just stood to the gun of um, of carrying it out, huh? That is correct. Okay, so, well, uh, did he himself had in mind to have a banquet of the caliber that you have and also the, uh, the restaurant? Was that him or was that you or the combination? Well, well, you know, un- unfortunately, my my father has uh, passed on, and and he made his his transition in um, uh, two two thousand two. Um, oh, however, just not, not that long ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, but um, it was it was with with that. Um, you know, I um, let me just further say that you know my my father's shop had had been closed after the the closing of, of the uh, public housing along the uh, lakefront, you know, once that population gone, the the whole community was um, desolate almost. So there was no business to be made. Mm-hmm. And yet he ma- maintained the ownership of, of the uh, property with just he and, and his old retired fireman buddies just hanging out in the, in mm-hmm. the, the uh, space. So shortly after, um, well, maybe a few years later, after my father passed on, I decided to renovate the space, not really knowing what direction I was going to go in with it. And it was out of a um, a an associate stopping by and saying, uh, Norman, there's a nationally known company looking for a venue to host a launch event. And I think that the space that you have is perfect to do it in. Well, that company turned out to be Smirnoff Vodka that was kicking off a national campaign called the Smirnoff Movement Studio, where they would come right. in and teach music, dance, and art for an entire month. Mm-hmm. Out of that came Room 43. Okay. 
And fortunately, we have not ha looked back. Um, it has been so well received by the enti entire community and surrounding areas. So hence, we realized that we had filled a void. Okay. So within the, um, the the core of Room 43, um, is that all your brain, or did you have consultants to come in to uh, put it together the way it is? Well, I can I I can honestly say it was truly my vision, um, and we sort of pulled it together as we went along, um, and just realizing that it needed to be a clean and very contemporary space, um, somewhat of a canvas, in fact, so that it would allow people to come in and create whatever vibes they wanted to. Okay, great. So then how did the um, Norman's Bristol, how did that come about? I mean, are, are, are you, is your background being a chef as well, or what happened that the restaurant well, came about? I will tell you, that vision came about prior to my having any culinary experience. That vision came out of my travels. Uh, um, in my early 20s, I was literally traveling the world, Europe, Africa, and seeing all these wonderful, very interesting spaces and and districts of, of restaurants and bistros. And, and I, I'm in Brussels, and I would walk down the the, um, the street, and just rows and rows of, of wonderful bistros and all. And I said, we could have that in, in my community. Mm -hmm. All right, okay. So, so out of that, I went on a mission to – make it happen. Mm -hmm. And of okay. course, as you know, it's been a long game. Oh, you know, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. started this, the Bistro Mission, oh my God, in like 2002. Mm -hmm. And it opened in 2011. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hope the message mm -hmm. out of that is that if one has a conviction in their heart and their spirit about developing something, don't allow anything or anyone to deter you. They may stall you, but never let them stop you. Well, I have to say, again, even being um, in the newspaper business and understanding they have a very strong uh, concern about black businesses, uh, your particular um, – well, I know that you have uh, ran for political office and that – in doing so, I don't know if they thought that you was going to be getting too bigger, being a businessman and mm -hmm. being an elected official, that all that came after you. But it seems as though, regardless of the uh, political differences, it is what is greater as to what you have contributed uh, to the community. And matter of fact, I believe you are something like, the pioneer, because there has been other restaurants that have popped up in the uh, Bronzeville area uh, at the caliber of what uh, Norman's Bristol is. Is that um, would you say that you're the first of that type of character of a restaurant in the community? I believe you are. I, I would have to, unfortunately, I would have to agree with you that um, we are probably the, the uh, first of this caliber within this community. But at the same time, I'm a firm believer that someone must be, be first. And 
this speaks to my commitment to this community that I have, I was born in and bred in and have always lived in. So I believe within it beyond measure. All right. Well, you know, I uh, think when I first came to the uh, uh, restaurant and sat down, it seemed as though it's almost like a who's who in Chicago at times because sometimes when you go in there, you're busy almost networking and not eating that much because you see folks coming in there and they come up to your table and they want to talk to you. You you definitely want to greet and meet people that be there, but sometimes, you know, they interrupt the good food that you're eating. And I did have a chance to talk to your chef and uh he has, um, he's, he's uh, you know, I'm hoping it's the same chef that's still there. Is it the same yeah, chef? Chef, or? chef? Chef Robert Blanchard. Right. He's so here with us he, from the beginning. Right. So he came, he told us about his uh, background. He, he said how proud he is, how much he takes pride in preparing the food and how well, matter of fact, uh, not, I'm not trying to give him no props about you, but he talked very well on your dedication to uh, making Norman Bristow uh, as good as it is. So, you know, you don't have to go tell him I told you, but, yes, he, okay. uh, he propped you up very good. He he, he, he definitely appreciate the uh, what you put into it and mm-hmm. how you take care of uh, making sure that is up to its best. Uh, yeah. And I have to say that, uh, and so without you being a chef, how did you manage uh, so that you know your your, your chef? Or how did you manage to put that menu together to um, entice your uh, customers? Well, I, I have a, a culinary background. However, um, Chef Robert Blanchard is someone that I have come to believe in wholeheartedly. So hence, uh, as the, the uh, chef here, I allow him to run the kitchen, develop the menu, because I believe in him. And that, uh, I'm sorry. And, and so with that, um, he's the brain but behind this fantastic menu that we offer. Mm-hmm. And you have also the uh, the bar in the rear. Uh, yes. Most of the times when I, when I come in there, you back there. Well, you about? know, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm all over the place. Let me just say, I'm in the back. Well, when I come I'm in, in the there, you're always in the back where the bar is at. I don't know what that's about, but, uh, yeah, well, but it's a nice well, setting. Um, and, uh so with the bar atmosphere, um, and you have the uh, the restaurant with the bar, and so and then at the same time you have storefronts along that way. So you have basically put together a little business strip uh, along exactly. that uh, line. Exactly. Right. And, and in fact, I would love to even mention some of the businesses that are along this strip. So mm-hmm. at. Uh, at 1005 East 43rd Street, we have Fa'e Gallery that offers a wonderful collection of African art, art authentic African art. So I encourage mm-hmm. folks, if, if they're looking for fantastic uh, pieces of 
authentic art, African art, please stop by, by a gallery right adjacent mm-hmm. to her at um, at 1007 East 43rd Street is uh, Fort Smith, a women's apparel um, shop that, and he has wonderful handmade jewelry. Um, please mm-hmm. support his, his business. Then adjacent to that at, at 1009 is Law's Concept Hair Salon, a wonderful salon for for women. Um, mm-hmm. Adjacent to that, there is uh, S&D Security Agency. So um, then we have office suites on the, the, the uh, second floor. So, yes, we have created a, a small business district that is working. And I'm well, you know folks- that there is talk that we are looking at uh, 43rd Street being a black Wall Street district. And uh, on the end that where you are at, you have basically kind of uh, provided the, the concept, you have some businesses that are further uh, west um, that are there and, you know, in the middle. But um, what do you see this happening with 43rd Street as you see you're on one end and then you have businesses in the middle? And as a matter of fact, you uh, – so those so what has happened with 43rd Street? Uh, well, is there any you know, plans that – Oh, well, of course, you know there are there are plan, there are city plans. There there are other folks' plans. But my vision for east of Forty Third Street, east of Drexel, is that we will have a wonderful entertainment district. Mm-hmm. That's so that you know, it's like like every Sunday night at Room Forty Three, we have the High Park Jazz Society that presents some of Chicago's premier jazz artists, and the place is packed every Sunday. On Sunday evenings at Norman's Bistro from 9 until midnight, we have live jazz featuring the Ernest Dawkins Trio. Mm -hmm. There's no admission charge here at Norman. There is an admission at Room 43 on Sundays, which is $10. And and, and if we could have other venues, too, pop up that will will offer live music, be it jazz, blues, or whatever, we need Mm -hmm. to create district in our community. Right. Well, you and definitely it done have uh, kicked it off. It's done by yeah. us. But I want to just sort of um, share a little bit about our menu here at Norman's Bistro because we're not talking about sure. that. Okay. And just some of, some, of, some of the wonderful items that are, that are, that are offered here. For example, uh, we offer a wonderful Sunday brunch, a 25-foot-long brunch that is Unbelievable. I mean, okay. encourage people to, to come out and, and, and try it. But then mm-hmm. some of the items on our menu, like the wonderful shrimp and lobster pot pie, served in a rich, flavorful white wine cream based sauce with fresh peas and carrots, large, juicy shrimp, lump lobster uh, crawl meat um, topped with um, flaky homemade biscuits. That's just one. Then we have a wonderful pan-seared turkey cutlet covered in rich brown gravy with portobello mushrooms. Um, Just to name another, the new Blue Burger, eight-ounce top sirloin beef topped with our house barbecue sauce and blue marble jack cheese and roasted red peppers. Mm -hmm. Does that sound delectable? 
Well, you know, your description, your description is uh, making folks hungry as they listen. Uh, yeah, is it, is, I'm assuming that it tastes just as good as you describe it because Believe you definitely me. put yes. that nice taste in people's <laughs> mouth based on how you lay it out. Well, they can come on to 1001 East 43rd Street and sample it for themselves. So um, now, with that, what is your rental? Um, so the um, room forty-three that is for rental as well. Is that correct? Right. Room forty-three is available for for private events, and okay. they can visit our website at room forty-three dot com for additional information. Uh, Norman Bistro is also available for private events, be it in the dining room or the bar. Um, our website is normansbistro.com. Mm-hmm. So, and I have to say that your website is laid out beautiful. Uh, Sonia made some early comments about it, and we're looking at it. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be having you in the next issue of South Street Journal as well, uh, pumping you up, uh, because we definitely uh, feel proud of what you have uh, produced it on 43rd Street, and I think that we talked to you, uh, well, I talked to you about we're having this uh, Hollywood on 43rd Street that the Prowl and Privilege is having, and we want to have that um, that after get-together at the Normans. at Norman's Bistro. Yes, we would love to to host the post-reception for you. We are are here for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you, um, is there any other... uh, Plans that you're looking at, uh, uh, or is you're just improving and building on what you have, or is there anything else that's in the uh, in the works? Now we're trying to grow what we have. We're trying to prepare our, ourselves for this upcoming spring summer season, where we will um, have our outdoor cafe um, open and operating. The out the outdoor but cafe itself will. Uh, Where's the open uh, cafe will be? Is that no, uh, no, part of the, part no, of right, uh, right on on the sidewalk here at oh, oh yeah, right. I remember, Norman. I remember, right, correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the outdoor cafe will will, will seat seventy people. So we're preparing for that. You know, we're just um, we're just trying to grow what we are currently doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and then when you're looking at the. Um, the area, um, you know, the, the that whole Kenwood um, area has definitely grown. Do you see that your uh, clientele, are they basically from the community or are they coming from all over the city? As a matter of fact, I have to say I know they're coming from all over the city because uh, when I was there, I definitely seen people that don't live in the area. But how does the community itself uh, uh, relate to uh uh, what you have done there on 43rd Street. And it has been very well received by the entire community. And let me further say that people are coming from throughout the city and the surrounding suburbs mm-hmm. to experience right. and support what we're doing here at Norman's Bistro, 1001 East 43rd Street. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, we're definitely going to be looking at um, – uh, helping to uh, promote and be a part of it. We, and as I indicated, that there are other businesses on 43rd Street. Definitely appreciate what you're doing because 
when um, just let me ask you this here: when people come, are they basically driving off the uh, Lake Shore uh, or off the drive, or are they coming down Forty Third Street to get to you, or are they just kind of coming from different directions? They are Can coming from every direction. <laughs> they are coming from north, south, the west. Folk are walking. It's amazing. You know, what is so amazing to me is when I see 43rd Street lined up with cars. It's filled. Mm-hmm. You know, for many, many years, nothing came this way. So it's just such a joy to, to, to see all of the activity happening and happening around Norman's Bistro and the other businesses that are along this strip. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's well, wonderful. Then, right. So let's, uh, what we're going to do, we're getting ready to go on to um, our other guest, Mr. Brown. Okay. Pardon? Sorry, may may I just mention that um, on Valentine's Day, normally we're closed on Tuesdays, but we will be open on Valentine's Day. Um, We've uh, created uh, a a wonderful um, Valentine's Day um, menu um, featuring a lover's candlelight buffet with a carving station, saute station, dessert bar, um, all being presented under the uh, smooth sounds of, of jazz, champagne, and roses for the ladies. So well, are you speaking about a live jazz? No, it's not live jazz on, on, on Valentine's Day. It is, it is piped-in jazz music okay. on... Valentine's Day, but I encourage you to call and make your reservations at 773-966-5821. Great, great. Well, Norman, Mm -hmm. I definitely appreciate you uh, being on uh, Chicago's Black Business Network of uh, Black Wall Street USA. Uh, We're definitely proud of what you have done for not only for that area of uh, Kenwood, of the Bronzeville community, but uh, what you have contributed and maybe what we need to do. Um, uh, I would like to get you back. I don't know if it's new, based on the political maneuvering that you had to dealt with, but I do know that that's important because sometimes people will go into business and think that's all they have to do is <laughs> to just go by the rules of, uh, but uh, I know that um, politics play a lot into business, and we definitely will have to, I want to have you back again. I don't know if that's mute to you now because of the alderman is that caused all that. It's no longer alderman, uh, but that have a lot to do with um, opening up business. I know a lot of businesses would have given up based on what you had to go through, but Mm -hmm. it's uh, important that people do know some of the back uh, laps of doing business here in Chicago. Yes, you must must know that. Right. So, look, we're going to, um, uh, you know, you're welcome to stay on and be with us as we talk to uh, Greg Brown because uh, he's going to be talking about business as well. Uh, I don't know if you need any more money. Do you need any more money? <laughs> we all do. <laughs> well, Greg Brown of the uh, Chicago's, I'm sorry, of uh, 
um, Southside Federal Credit Union got a lot of money that he had for businesses. And um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, you may be one person that definitely qualifies for the type of money that uh, he has to uh, dish out. It's a loan. It's not a grant. <laughs> okay, uh, let's make that clear. <laughs> All right. So, Ms. Sonia Perdue. Thank you so much, Norma, for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. And uh, I do love Fort Smith over there. Oh, they got some great clothes over there. I've been up in there, and they are so reasonably priced, and they are just different, and they're gorgeous. And uh, what's the name of the beauty salon again, Norma? Law's Concept. Law's Concept, yes. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. I haven't been there, but I've seen those women coming out of there, and they are flat. They do it. <laughs> I had to go up in there and find out what was going on up in there. Well, I went up in there to be nosy. And I saw some people coming out. I'm like, what, what is going on up in here? And they came out flat. I need to take my own stuff uh. up in there. <laughs> and, Norman, what you was doing on that menu, oh, you was hurting me over here so bad. I, I know. Okay, what, I you, know, so yeah. you were hurting me so bad, Norman. Hurt so bad. You, you can visit the website at www. Norman is it Norman with the S? Or is it Norman Bristow? Norman with Norman with an S. Norman. Okay. Normanbristow. dot com. Okay. Right. You can visit the website, but we don't want you to just visit the website. We want you to go in uh, at normansbristow. dot com and room. 43.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us, Norman. You have a great evening. And stay on the line if you'd like to, okay? Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're so All welcome. Right, Norman. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. And our host is Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street District Chicago, and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. You were just listening to Mr. Norman Bolden, uh, who is changing the face the face of dining and entertainment on the south sides of Chicago. We want to see more of that. As he grow, we grow. We appreciate him for uh, making the sacrifices that he has made and setting the example that he has set. And we do want Norman to come back because we want him to talk about his travels. Uh, we need to hear some of those things as well and some of his, his experiences. Those are the type of things we want to share. Uh, Ron Carter uh, will be inviting uh, different businessmen uh, to talk about what it is that they do. You can you can uh, contact him for more information, and I'll give you his number in a little while so that you can come uh, aboard and be a part of what we do on Black Wall Street USA. Our next guest is in our imaginary green room, Mr. Greg H. Brown, President and CEO of Southside Community Federal Credit Union, which is located at 5401 South Wentworth Avenue here in Chicago. We're going to discuss a particular program, Small Business Loans, uh, program available for startup and expanding small businesses. And they also have another program over there that we want to talk about, and that is Second Chance Banking. Now, we're going to take a, a short break. You know, I'll call the number 347-326-9477. We want to just take a very short break here and uh, hear a word or two from our sponsors. And thank you for being with us. 
Proud and privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advance payment recommended to PayPal.com at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. Are you hosting an event? Would you even think about leaving 20,000 folks off of your invitation list? Well, stop. What you're doing, because you don't want to miss sending out an invitation to the 20,000 Chicagoland residents who read South Street Journal's new entertainment and dining section, now would you? The South Street Journal has been serving the Southside community for more than 17 years and has a loyal and expanding readership base. So whether you are hosting an event or cater to those who have events, you truly want to be in the next issue of the South Street Journal, call 312-239-8835 to place your ad now. This media package includes a web page with clickable links to all advertisers in the entertainment and dining section of the South Street Journal. Success is just a phone call away. Call 312-239-8835 to place your ad today. 312-239-8835. Hello, this is Prentice L. Allison, founder and president of SPSI, Service Perfect Solutions Incorporated, a network of financial service professionals teaching people how to use life insurance and annuities to retain more of their income and pay the least tax on it. Our toll-free number is 877-902-9048. We are proud to have serviced more than 500 clients, national and international, from ages 0 to 99 for the past 30 years. My tip to you today is, if you are a business owner, with at least one employee, including yourself, it would behoove you to get business life insurance. Why? Thank you for asking. Seven points I want to leave with you. Your premiums are tax deductible. Your policy bills cash tax deferred. Your cash reserve inside the policy is yours to use tax-free. The policy will replace your income if death occur prematurely. The company will pay the premiums if you become disabled, the policy will return all premiums to you when you retire. Last but not least, make sure your agent is well experienced in business life insurance. Stay tuned for more tips on how to use life insurance and annuities to help yourself today and protect your family and business tomorrow. This is Prentice L. Allison, president of SPSI. Toll-free number is 877 902 9048. I wish you well and to God be the glory. 
You listen to Black Wall Street USA. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Our call in number is 347-326-9477. Let's welcome the chairman back to the show and his guest, Mr. Greg Brown, president and CEO of Southside Community Federal Credit Union. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having us back here. Um, Mr. Greg Brown. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Carter? I'm doing pretty doing? good. Um, I have to say this is almost like a reunion. I had, uh, we. I don't know if you was on when uh, Mr. Norman Bowden was on, were you? Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard um, he's doing some wonderful things over there at the uh, 43rd Street Bistro and yeah, matter of fact, my daughter had her Sweet 16 party over there. Very good, very good. Now, you and I, um, yeah, we definitely go back a while, uh, and uh, knowing when you was with, uh, even I, I think we go back before you was with Illinois Service Federal. I'm not for sure. I know we was doing some work. Uh, matter of fact, we was doing something on, um, I think it was some housing program, that was operating out of uh, 75th Street, or was it 75th or 79th Street? You talking uh, about me? Yeah. Uh, we was uh, You know, we uh, we actually uh, first collaborated with uh, with uh, Melvin Springs. Correct, correct, Yeah, he had, correct. he had us doing some marketing for him. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, so, I remember right. you were right down there on the... Uh, uh, South Street Journal was located in the T.K. Lawless building, right, right at, on the on the corner there, Forty Third and King. Oh yeah, correct. Drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. right down when Mid South had their office a few doors down. Yeah, and so even from that time, you have even though you've been in the banking business, you have been uh, instrumental role in a lot of the developments that was, has been going on in the. Uh, Brazil community and been involved in a lot of activities and had a lot of uh, uh, collaborations in building the community, even though you're known as, uh, you're almost known as the banker in the Bronzeville community. Um, so how do you assess your uh, involvement uh, along with being in the banker business? Well, um, first of all, thanks for the, the compliment and the, the acknowledgement of, uh, of uh, you know, the path that my, my career has taken. But I, I, I have a passion for what I do. And so, you know, and, and so I, I take that with me wherever I go. When, when I was with Illinois Service Federal, you know, I was the person that would get out and uh, develop new business for uh the bank and a lot of times I would go back and uh let them know what the needs were to see if if uh the bank was in a position to meet those needs uh since then of course you know I uh my career uh, led me to the Southside Community Federal Credit Union where a group of organizers had this vision of establishing a financial institution that was proactive to the to the needs of the community in ways that banks were not so uh and so that's that's 
what I've always wanted to do was to uh, have something to do with uh, improving the quality of life on the south side of Chicago where, where I grew up. And so I'm fortunate to, you know, have this opportunity and, uh, uh, you know, make a living at the same time. But the, the work is not over. It's, it seems like it's only just begun. But when you do look back, you kind of see, well, boy, we, we, we have done some things. And, and, and you as well, Ron, and you, you've, uh, you know, even through the paper and your uh, involvement with the politics, you've always raised the bar for the community to, uh, uh, to do what's in the best interest of the whole. And so, you know, through your publication, you continue to challenge us to do better and make sure that our elected officials remain accountable to that process. So, yes, uh, thanks for the thanks for reminding me of the headache. <laughs> 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 However, I have to admit, when I noticed that you was getting ready to make that move from Illinois Service, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah, from Illinois Service Federal. Uh, to the South Side Federal Credit Union, I was a, I never brought it to your attention, but I was a bit nervous about you making that move. And when you did so, um, you have definitely brought the bar of the attention to, of a credit union. So give me, uh, give our audience a sense of what's the difference between a credit union um, and uh, a regular financial institution. What, what is the difference here? Yeah, um, first and foremost, uh, a credit union is a non-for-profit. It's owned and managed by its members, uh, whereas a bank, of course, is a, a for-profit financial institution, and so it's basically running the business to make money. You know, our mission is based, is also to we're, we're very big on financial education. So, uh, for example, we we offer an eight week financial education course here at the credit union, and off site at various community based organizations. So it's important to us that people understand uh, money, how money works, and that uh, if we're going to transform our communities, then we've got to understand how money works and how money needs to work uh, in our best interest. So I've always been one to, to uh, be a uh, promoter of uh, economic empowerment, not just to promote products and services. But uh, banks, um, they typically do a lot of advertising. Uh, credit unions don't do a, do a whole lot of advertising because most of them have a, a captive audience. There's about three different kind of credit unions. You got your employer charter credit unions, which are offered by companies that offer credit union services. Then you have your association chartered credit unions that are more like uh, church credit unions or a club where people, uh, in order to join their credit union, they have to be a member of that 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 church or organization. And what we have is a community charter. So a community charter is open to uh, uh, people that have a connection to a geographic region. Our geographic boundaries happen to be 22nd Street on the north to the city limits south, Lake Michigan on the east to Western Avenue on the west. So anybody that lives, works, worships, goes to school, or is a member of an organization within that patch of land is eligible to join the credit union. And so 100% 
of our deposits are reinvested directly back into that community. And so that's another difference between banks and credit unions like ours because anybody can open an account at, at a bank and they can make a loan anywhere. But we've our area of concentration is the um, geographic uh, area that, that I just described. And so... Well, let me go back to a, a really almost a show that we had two years ago. And when we're talking about money, we had, matter of fact, you know, one of the uh, the guests that was on this particular program was um, Otis Monroe, and then another guest was Guy Williams. And we was talking about the net worth of the black community. And as a matter of fact, uh, we are in the next issue of South Street Journal, we are interviewing um, uh, ooh, uh, uh, Jonathan um, Rogers of Area Investments. And they somewhat reflect the same thing now that we talked about two years ago, that the black net worth is maybe about, $16 compared to the net worth of Caucasians is approximately about $86. Do you see a reality to that or in, uh, a way of closing that gap when it comes to financial literacy? Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's two components to closing that gap. Um, and one is uh, the, the education side or technical assistance, uh, financial education, and then the other side is uh, basic access to capital. Um, you know, like I'll be talking a little bit about our small business loan program, but, uh, you know, access to capital, especially for small businesses, has been so limited that uh, it's been difficult for businesses to get the money that they need to grow their business. Uh, several years ago, um, in, uh, in 78, actually, they had come out with the Community Reinvestment Act, which was um, a regulation that made it mandatory for banks to uh, lend money in underserved communities where they showed they had depositors. So uh, rather than them investing in the uh, banks and financial institutions that were already in that community, uh, started by that community and serving that community, they were given credit for setting up brick and mortar, setting up branches in those very same community, uh, further depleting the economic base. And so in, in an effort to uh, shrink in that, disparity gap of net worth, I think it's a matter of value. First, we've got to realize that uh, we as a community are our greatest investment, and we've got to uh, begin to invest more money in us. Uh, partial, a large part of that, uh, that gap exists because our dollars are so divided, and so they're not being able to be leveraged in a way that will create a generational wealth force. What do you mean by um, uh, resources, money has been divided? What do you mean by that? Well, uh, 
it's like, I mean, we work, you know, uh, the average person works very hard to make ends meet, to make their money. But then at the end of the day, we've got to ask ourselves, who has our money? You know, is our money in our community financial institutions or are, or is our money in, uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, big five banks, you know, that uh, got the government bail out money and, and, you know, who are not currently making gotcha. business loans to, to our community. So, um, so when we invest in us, of course, we can take more risk in us. Uh, you know, but the, the challenge has always been, you know, for our financial institutions, you know, is how we're going to, um, you know, spread that that risk out. You know, when when our dollars are so divided, we we've probably got a good 95% of our money in downtown financial institutions, and we're working with this little 5% of our money uh, in our local community financial institutions, trying to work miracles. But there's a value-added statement in addition to that uh, when we begin to invest in us because that's when the pride comes back. And one of the beauties of, of a credit union model is that every person is a member owner. When you join the credit union, you're a, a member owner and you have a vote, you have a voice. Uh, most banks are owned by stockholders, so whoever has the, the most stock, they have the, the largest vote. So are you saying that is where in the credit union is it basically one vote per uh, member or yes. is it based on your amount you have in the credit union? One one vote per member because uh, when you open an account at the credit union, it's called a share account, uh, and your share account is your your savings account at a credit union. But they call it a share account because five dollars in your account represents your share in the credit union, and that represents your voting rights. And so the par value of a share is $5. So for $5, you know, as long as you leave $5 in your account, you'll be a member for life. You can come to the annual meetings and and uh, vote. You can run for the board of directors if you want by being a member. But it, it's mm -hmm. a truly, uh, the term we used to use was bottoms up organization. So it's well, you know, I think I have not took process. advantage of my membership whereby if I want to, I can run for a, a board member of the credit union, huh? Absolutely. Matter of fact, we have a vacancy right now if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, just get your resume and, um, and yeah, we have a vacancy that we, we're looking to fill. And um, But our annual meeting is usually held in uh, September. Okay. Right. Well, there's well, the definitely a, a difference. Now, we know that the credit union was, uh, you know, was based and, and came out of the uh, the Bronzeville area, uh, but how is it, is it doing uh, in the large boundaries that you have uh, based on the outreach and people from Argyle Gardens? Uh, you, you're saying that they're eligible to be a part of the credit union as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, we still got our work cut out for us. Uh um, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, we we've, we've had some tremendous successes. I mean, since we've we've been open uh, uh 9 years now, we we've opened up close to 3700. You've been there for now. You've been, you've been the uh the, the president all that time, what have you? Yeah. Mhm. Mm okay. 
Well, again, as I stated, when I heard that you was making that move, my antennas went up and said, hmm, is uh, Greg ready for that? But I can say that your presence have maintained uh, the credit union uh, beyond many expectations because there had always been a little cloud regarding credit unions, but you have established it uh, just as prominent as other uh, local banks have went out of business. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah we, uh, it was some a roller coaster, or not roller coaster, musical chairs with other financial institutions within that nine years. Uh, but yet, the uh, credit unions, the South South Federal Credit Union, have outlasted many of those financial institutions. Uh, what is that? Uh, I don't know if that's madness or how come they could not survive. When you all have survived, um, what's that magic? Well, I, I you know, I, I know that my my coming to the credit union uh, was a leap of faith for me. You know, it has also been a, a tremendous learning and growing experience as well, um, and especially in these economic times. I mean, we opened the credit union uh, right on the throes of the uh, the Great Recession. And so, uh, you know, we have been able to, you know, weather the storm thus far, and um, it's it. We've had some challenging times, uh, and it, it, you know, the economy is what it is. Because see, we we serve a population that has been hardest hit by the economy, so we make mm-hmm. loans to people with marginal credit. You know, folks that you know, put their money here for a rainy day. Well, guess what? It's, it's, it's pouring in many mm-hmm. of the lives of the people that we, we serve. But, but we, we do what we can, and, uh, you know, by the grace of God, we, we, we've been able to survive. You know, we've got a good, um, a small but competent staff, uh, a tremendous board of directors, and the people that support the credit union believe in our, our mission. And so they have served as our, our greatest uh, promoters and salespersons of the credit unions in lieu of not having a huge advertising budget. So well, let's, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna get ready to go up on a break. But before we do, you have uh, the, the the South South Federal Credit Union has embarked on these uh, business loans and. Just give a brief introduction of that, and we're going to come back after the break on that. But what sparked the uh, uh, the South South Federal Credit Union to take on this task of providing these uh, business loans? Well, well, see, we are a community development credit union, and when you're doing true community development, you we cannot just look at the residential side, you know, like a lot of banks have been mainly doing in, in our communities. They've just been making home loans. Now, you know, that the housing market has gone belly up, that's what has contributed to many of their demises. Um, but on the business loan side, we understand that, uh, you know, uh, when this is the only way that we're going to create some jobs, jobs that's going to be able to further stabilize the housing market. So we've got to make access to capital available for businesses to grow their businesses. So we've got a program right now where we're able to lend up to $35,000. These are small loans, but these are for startup and existing businesses to to stabilize those businesses and hopefully 
help those businesses to expand and, and create some jobs. Mm-hmm. So how long has it uh, been in operation now? Uh, we've been um, almost a year now. Actually, we've... Uh, yeah, we, we have a grant from the city of Chicago of about a half a million dollars to do a, uh, a small business loan revolving loan fund. So we've been actively um, involved with doing small business lending for about approximately seven seven months. Okay, very good. Well, look, we're going to take a, um, a break right now, and we want to come back and we want to talk about the details on how people can actually take advantage of these loans and uh, um, see what those qualifications are and um, so people can uh, just follow up with you. So, um, Ms. Sonia, do you need a business loan? I absolutely do, and we'll talk about that, too. You listen to Black Wall Street USA. I'm Sonia Cassandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Our host this evening is Ron Carter, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. Our guest that you're listening to is Mr. Greg H. Brown, President and CEO of the Southside Community Federal Credit Union, and we're going to come back and talk about some microloans, so stay with us. Just a little bit about who we are. Chicago's Black Business Network is a grassroots business to business service designed to assist the individual business owner in his or her efforts to reach the next level of service and growth in the marketplace. It is our goal to provide a platform for businesses to connect across the city and the country. This is where you create relationships that are designed to take your business to the next level of success. Chicago's Black Business Network is growing. We now have 800-plus members, and it is our mission to plant the seeds and provide the tools for growth to each of our members. Visit us today, www.chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Join us today and touch the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder. We're the soul of Chicago, WJPC. On Sunday. February 26th at 4 p.m., find yourself in the midst of a new experience when you attend The March, a civil rights opera by Alan Marshall and Jonathan Stenson. This is a free event. Reservations are highly recommended. Pre-register by email at rsvp at civilrightsopera.com. Hosted by the Chicago Park District and the South Shore Opera Company. That's Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. at the South Shore Cultural Center. 7059 South Shore Drive in Chicago. For details on this drama in the making set in 1963, visit civilrightsopera.com. Feel that you're surrounded on all sides by your mortgage company? Then you need Foreclosure Attacker. Our team of legal experts are here to help. If you and your family are struggling with mortgage payments, have a high interest rate in foreclosure, or have questions about the legality of your mortgage documents, Call Foreclosure Attacker at 866-669-0395 or visit www.foreclosureattacker.com. Call 866-669-0395 today to win the fight against your mortgage beast. Do you need money to grow or start a business? Are you tired of working for little pay and no appreciation? Have you been seeking employment with no results? then contact Strategic Solutions Network, Inc. today. Call 773-793-9128. 
Their strategists, grant writers, and career specialists can help you increase your profit margin and achieve your goals. For more information, call Nita Margent at 773-793-9128 or visit their website at www.ssncandoit.com. For appointments, call 773-793-9128 today. Proud and privileged, America's first African-American anytime drama is getting ready for its first season and they want to celebrate with you, Chicago. Meet the cast and the production team of Proud and Privileged on Friday, March 23rd at the Prince Hall Masonic Temple located at 809 East 42nd Place in Chicago, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Enjoy great music, networking, refreshments, and photo ops. $25 in advance, $35 at the door. Advance payment recommended to PayPal.com at Chicago's, that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Network at gmail.com. Get on board by calling us at 312-239-8835. Preview the trailer at www.storiesareaway.tv. Sponsored by South Street Journal, Chicago's Black Business Network, and WJPC-FM Chicago, the soul of Chicago. Thank you for being with us. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street District Chicago, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. If you'd like to be a guest on an upcoming show, give Ron Carter a call at 773-668-5318. want to remind you that I guess next Thursday will be Mr. Philip Jackson of the Black Star Project here in Chicago, and we're going to talk about uh, our youth and what are the alternatives for them because he has some fabulous great programs over there. He works very hard over there with the Black Star Project, and we want you to be with us next week. Let's welcome our host back to the show and our guest, Mr. Greg Brown, President and CEO of the Southside Community Federal Credit Union. Welcome back to the show. Well, again, Mr. Greg Brown, you're putting these loans out here now, is it a point that people are knocking down your door based on this this this, this, this highly needed uh, service that you're providing? And what does it take to actually um, obtain one of these loans? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, we, we we have this this loan program, and I'm just gonna because we we've had uh, I see we probably had a good. Uh, 20 people to apply. Out of those 20, we funded five of them. We've got about um, six in the queue uh, that we're this, uh, currently with the underwriters to see if if they uh, you know see if we can fund them. Um, and so you know I would I would encourage it. Most lenders we look at three three things. Um, and that's uh, credit, capacity, and collateral. So those are the things we basically look at uh, when we're reviewing a loan application. Is um, you know. Well, we know what credit is. Yeah, and then uh, what well, is collateral? Credit, credit is something that that we can get beyond. So don't let credit be uh, don't let credit discourage anyone because we understand that a lot of the small businesses 
their credit has been compromised trying to launch their business. So, you know, you have human beings that actually review these uh, loan applications with uh, some degree of sensitivity, and if, if there were some extenuating circumstances that contributed to the lowering of a person's credit score, well, then we'll take that into account. Um, collateral, we're looking for at least 10% collateral. Collateral can actually be cash. You know, cash can be collateral as well as uh, real estate, accounts receivable. Um, let's see. And uh, the thing that, that you have to be able to show with the loan above credit and collateral is capacity. You know, you've got to be able to show that if we lent this business uh, these funds, how will they? How can they demonstrate that they will be able to repay the loan? So, it, so in other words, the business has to be have some. It has to, it has to be profitable enough to pay the loan, and so the loan will just help it to grow and achieve greater degrees of success. Um, but more so specifically, what we're doing is. Um, the, the loans range between $5,000 and $35,000, depending on the length of time uh, that the business has been in operations. If the business has uh, been in operations less than one year, then it would be considered a startup, and a startup could borrow up to $15,000. Um, the, the terms on the loans are five years, and the interest rate is Prime plus two. Prime is at a three and a quarter, so the loans are at five and a quarter. Uh, there's a $25 application fee. Uh, because we're a credit union serving a particular geographic region, uh, credit unions make loans to its members. So any business that's interested in applying will need to open up an account at the credit union and become a member. Uh, for a hundred dollars, so you put a hundred and twenty-five dollars in the account. Uh, twenty-five dollars goes towards the application fee, and providing that the loan is approved, that the hundred will stay uh, in the account until the loan is paid off. Um, so you're definitely making it very accessible for those folks that uh, kind of shy away from going to a financial institution and they tend to try to uh, uh, sustain their business without a loan when they actually need it, but at the same time shy away from a financial institution based on the the norm uh, that they're yeah. not, uh, who, who they say, then uh, because you look at, What's this guy named that built this? Shame on me for not thinking of this millionaire name that built this tower. Uh, Trump. Uh, yeah, Trump. I think. Uh, yeah. He went into bankruptcy at least maybe about uh, three times, I believe. Now, what is the difference between? I, I know that you know because you talked about collateral. And you talked about the, the the availability in order to pay the loan back, and you spoke, and you spoke about credit. Now, based on Donald Trump, that went through bankruptcy at least three times, um, and knowing that where he's at now, 
what is the difference? Is there a difference? Meaning that if he went through bankruptcy, he has he made some bad business decisions. And uh, so, what was he looked at different than others? His his uh, capacity to pay a loan back after going through bankruptcy, or his collateral, uh, uh, or or his um, down. So, what is the difference here between him and someone else that has a uh, bad credit? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, yeah. I I could. I would probably just. I don't know. I've done enough investigating in Mr. Trump's financial affairs to really intelligently, you know, respond as respond, you know, on on him. But I do know that uh, the way we would treat a person that was um, in bankruptcy, uh, we, we as long as they uh, it has been discharged for 12 months and that they have a uh, Decent history of uh, re- repayment since the um, bankruptcy has been discharged. That we we would take a look at that person. Um, so you know, so that that's just our position on it. So bankruptcy now, doesn't this, it, it doesn't you know don't let that stop you either. It's just that uh, you know, and, and there's a lot of lenders that you know they they may not touch a person that's. Uh, filed bankruptcy for a, a number of years, more than that, but, you know, as long as they've been out of bankruptcy for a year and then they have a pretty decent history of, um, of paying their bills on times, then, then we would we, we would take a look at them. <laughs> so is there a, a certain amount of loans that you have to uh, provide to within a certain time period before this money is um, turned over, or is it uh, gone if certain amount of loans are not made uh, by the uh, Southside Federal Credit Union? Well, we, we well in that yeah, you know we 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 got the funds on on a grant, and uh, so the grant agreement basically says that we've got a. I've got about a hundred thousand, little over a hundred thousand. I, I want to lend out before the end of the month. So I may have, uh, you know, some of these loans we're looking at. We will probably be right there, but but we want to make more than that, you know, just to make sure that there's no possibility of having to, uh, you know, turn any money back. So we're encouraging any business out there that's listening to me this evening that if you. Um, you know, you can go to our website at uh, www.southsidecommunityfcu.org and download the application um, and um, fill it out, and bring it in with the um, required documents, and and we'll, we'll we'll take a look at you and see if we can um, help your business to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, so I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on your program because this is something that could benefit a lot of people just by getting the word out, you know, because um, we don't we don't have a huge advertising budget, you know, and that's so word of mouth has been, it has done, served us well. You know, we do a lot of presentations, but any way that we can, uh, you know, get the word out to let people know about these funds that are available here and to go ahead and apply, you know, uh, it may make all the difference in the world. 
So are you, is the, the people that can apply for the loan, are, do they have to live in the boundaries of the Southside Federal Credit Union or their business? Or now say if there's somebody in the suburb that uh, has their business in your boundaries area or vice versa, if there's somebody that lives in your uh, service area but their business is outside your boundaries? That that is an excellent question. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to a gentleman with the, that represents some South suburban businesses today, and um, uh, for for this program, for this small business loan program, in that it's a city program, the business first and foremost has to be located in the city of Chicago. More specifically, it has to be located within the credit union's service area in order for that business to be a member so that we could make that business a loan. So um, with the business, the business has to be in our service area, which is basically uh, uh, anywhere between Surmac on the north, 22nd Street, to the city limits, anything that's Chicago, uh, Lake Michigan on the east to Western Avenue on the west. So if your business is incorporated within that area, you're eligible to apply, and I would encourage you to do so. Now, so if you live in union, Evanston, you know it, anybody can uh, on the credit union, you know not not the business loan side, but as an individual, any individual that has a connection, live, work, worship, attend school, or is a member of an organization, is eligible to join and can uh, they can being a member means that you can get a loan from a credit union. But we can accept deposits from non-members, but to get a loan for individual, they have to be in our service area. So anybody that's a member of uh, Black Wall Street, for example, no matter where they live, they're now eligible to join the credit union and apply for loans. Like we have debt consolidation loans. Um, Ms. Purdue was uh, mentioning uh, about our second chance checking account program where if a person has a record on check systems, and they can't open a checking account anywhere, well, they can come to the credit union, and we'll make them a short-term loan to pay off their record at another financial institution so that they can now open up a checking account. And so if they pay on that loan, it helps to build their credit up and uh, helps them get off to a fresh new start with a, a checking account and a debit card, be able to pay their bills like, everybody else in mainstream America. So then if we have a member of Black Wall Street that lives in the suburbs, but they are a member of Black Wall Street that is in the service area of the Southside Federal Credit Union, they can qualify as long as they're a member of an existing organization in your service area. Yeah, and I just want to mention on that note, Ron, that uh, one of the things that really intrigued me about the whole credit union is that that it's a movement. You know, like right before Dr. Martin Luther King died, he started talking more about the economics, having an economic movement as a a part of the civil rights movement. And that's what credit unions are. They're a movement, and the philosophy is a movement of people helping people. Uh, If you notice, there's been this... uh, Move Your Money campaign, where now 
mainstream America sees the value of moving their money out of the big banks into the uh, community credit unions like mine and the um, the community banks where people know you and they know you're going to in- invest in you. And so this is the so eight day and union cooperative and collaborations. And uh, I was just going to add, uh, relative to your organization, there like we have a couple organizations that they they're now doing dual memberships. They say, well, you get a you'll become a member of our organization, and uh, for another twenty five dollars, um, we're going to get you enrolled in the Southside Community Federal Credit Union. So you know, so so now we're we're working collaboratively to build economic capacity. Mm-hmm. So now, that, are you all uh, offering uh, debit cards now as well? or? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the debit cards are offered with the checking accounts. And what we try to do is get people to, you know, have a savings account because, you know, America has a negative savings rate right now. You know, it's partially due, largely in part due to the economy, but Saving money is just like a discipline, like you wake up and brush your teeth. So we we encourage everybody that when you have any, uh, whatever source of income you have coming in, to pay yourself first. Put some money into a savings account and then use your the rest of it to go into your uh, checking account to pay your bills. And once you've saved up at least six months of your investments, uh, you know, your expenses, then you can start looking at uh, doing some more investing, maybe some stocks or bonds or, or something of that nature. But make sure you have your, your savings secured, some emergency funds, and, and use your checking account to, to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. then with your educational training or your educational seminars, um, is that um, a – campaign to get people to actually enroll in those uh, classes? Um, well, the, well, the, the, uh, well it's, we, we offer them because it's a part of our mission, and, you know, that that's, that's just what we do. You know, it's financial education. It's like the two things that are needed to empower a community, technical assistance and access to capital, technical and assistance in the form of education and training. Uh, for us, it's, it's financial education and access to capital in the form of uh, uh, low-interest rate loans. Uh, we have payday alternative loans. We have debt consolidation loans. We have affordable auto loans. We have mortgage loans. Um, so uh, and you just get a better deal at a, at a credit union because the fees are, are so much lower than they are at the at the banks because the banks are run by stockholders who are running the bank to derive a profit first and foremost for themselves, whereas a credit union, the profit that it would receive uh, is turned back over to the members in the form of higher rates on savings, lower rates on loans, or little to no fees on basic transaction services. Like you can have a checking account at a credit union, and bounce a check, and the fee is only $20. But say at a, a large bank like TCF, for example, it might be $39 or $45. Uh, and then for every day that you're in the negative, 
they'll tack on another twenty dollars or something like that. We don't have right. that at the credit union. So as we uh, get ready to uh, close the program, the uh, one of the main focus that I'm hearing is you definitely want people to sign up or, or at least inquire those people that are in business uh, to take advantage of these loans from five to thirty-five thousand uh, dollars. Is there uh, uh, any other main focus? that you see that people, that you want the people to kind of take advantage of other than just being a member because I definitely heard what you said is people become owners, become can become the be on the board. You don't have to look at being a, 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 a bill daily in order to be on the board of the Southside Federal Credit Union. Uh, anybody that has that desire to Take advantage of serving the community. Exactly. Uh, do you see? Do you see? Uh, is there any other area of the uh, Southside Federal Credit Union that uh, you want to kind of put out there that people need to take advantage of? Well, well right now a the lot of ground here. Uh, towards uh, the end of this month, you know, because we really want to make sure that we we meet our our quotas. Uh, as far as lending, may want to make some good responsible loans, but the, the small business lending and, and just be aware that the credit union is is out here as an alternative to the currency exchanges, the payday lenders, and even the banks that charge high fees. And keep in mind that in, in an account at the credit union is an investment in your community because we reinvest 100% of our deposits back into the Southside community, and that's something that no other bank can say. So uh, just being aware of that, if, it, if, it, if that's important, you know, to any of the listeners, then, um, you know, then and they can see the value in that, I think they'll, they, they would act on that just by being empowered with that information because we need to do something different, um, you know, if we if, – because if the money keeps going out of the community uh, in, at night, for example, some our money is, is working for somebody, but is it working for us? And so when you go to get a loan uh, at one of the banks, you know, downtown that just has a, a branch in our, our community, if, if if they don't have loans for you or they can't help you and your family to uh, achieve some of your financial goals, then, then maybe you should should join us. We're we're a credit union family, so. Well, I have to uh, reinstate. Um, over the past nine years, uh, the community at large has seen a a rotation of musical chairs as far as financial institutions, and for some reason, and I think that that goes with their maybe their attitude that when these financial institutions come and go, uh, that means that their sincerity probably wasn't there in the first place, that they easily go. I've seen some financial institutions that stay for maybe about a couple of years, and then uh, a month later it's called something else. And comparing that with the uh, Southside Federal Credit Union, there is a longevity of community commitment, and I guess it really says something about the financial management 
of the Southside Federal Credit Union uh, during these economic times. So you all definitely have to be commitment, not only based on your commitment, but because of your fiscal management to uh, stay uh, with so many bigger financial institutions just couldn't handle it. <laughs> so well, thanks a lot, Ron. We're 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 in it. We're in it. I said we're in it to win it. So we're we'll 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 do whatever we need to do to ensure that this uh, institution continues to thrive on the behalf of the people that we've been established to serve. Right. Well, I definitely heard you mention a couple of times because you know I got an ear being a newspaper man. I listen good. And I definitely heard you say two times, well, we don't normally advertise. We don't normally advertise. Yes, I heard that. But we got to find a way to uh, get you all in the next issue of South Street, South Street Journal, and we're definitely going to pump it up through uh, Chicago's Black Business Network and also, uh, yeah, I don't know if you know that uh, uh, Sonia got a, 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 a – what you got, Sonia? Uh uh, 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 email blast is over 10,000 people. Oof. So we want to kind of get that word out there because it yes, definitely we, do. we need to take the, take advantage of yes, this we type do. of easy uh, uh, loan process. Everybody ain't got credit bad like me, but, you know, if anybody got, you know, so they a lot of people can apply. Uh, so we want to help you to make that happen. Miss Sonia Perdue, uh, now Thank this you. is your program, but you heard it. I heard it. That's okay. And I'm open to uh, a system with getting that word out, Mr. Brown. I want to thank you for joining us. Thank Our you. guest here on Black Wall Street USA has been Mr. Greg Brown, President and CEO of the Southside Community Federal Credit Union. Uh, we got 60 seconds. What is that uh, telephone number and website over there, Mr. Brown? Sure. The phone number is 773-548-5500, and our website address is www.southsidecommunityfcu.org. Thank you so much. And if you send me that flyer, I will send it out to my database. Uh, the information is vital, and I, I, I'm not sure why more people are not applying. I think it has to do with fear, but we got to get over that. Got to get, get over Yes or no. And we can we can move forward from there. We got to spread the word about it. Thank you so much for being with us, Mr. Brown. Ron, thank you so much. It's like ten seconds. We want to thank our listeners. You can listen to our show on rebroadcast on WJPC FM Chicago, www.wjpcchicago.com. Uh, Mr. Philip Jackson, Black Star Project, is our guest next Thursday. Be with us. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone. Good night, all. Good night. Thank you.